Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ICF Rome online. And for those who will eventually be on campus, this is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale. And I'm excited for this season that is upon us. You know, we're celebrating Jesus. We're thankful for everything that he's done for your life, even if you don't know it yet. So as you enter into this service today, I encourage you to lean into the worship, to stand up if you can and praise your, raise your hands and praise the Lord because God is faithful. He has a word for you today. I am believing for a miracle in your life. It's in motion. You joined us online today and God has ordered your steps. God has a word for you. And as you lean into his presence, I know that your heart and your mind is going to be lifted, healed, restored, rejuvenated. I'm so thankful that you are joining with us today. Praise over my life. I'm declaring victory over my life for the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, not now, but after second service, the teens will have a class uh, in the in the prayer room. That way it's a teen room. It's an everything room. <laughs> we welcome our online campus. Can you guys just give a little clap? Clap really loud. Woohoo! We're glad you're here. I love that some of our online family sends me messages. So this week somebody sent me a message and a little picture like flowers, like Pastor Jen, I wanted to send you flowers. So here's a picture of flowers. So thank you for that. That was really awesome. I have so much exciting stuff to tell you, and stuff is happening. Say, stuff is happening. I mean, stuff is happening. So, in case you didn't know, we kind of soft launch, which means like slowly ease into it so that we can kind of make sure we have everything like it's supposed to be. But we launch Coffee and Connections in the cafe today. So, yes. Um, I am so thankful to uh, Bose and Serum, who's had this creative idea as a way of giving you a spot after first service or before first service that you could come. We, we have Cornetti. We got a great deal with a business owner in the, in the area. This is not a business. This is a ministry. But I want you to understand the heart of the ministry is that every you would go out and spend a little bit on a coffee, right, or a cornetti. So you're going to get it a little bit less here. And if you don't have it, it's okay. We have people that are sponsoring the cafe. But I don't want you to be stingy. I don't want you to hold back because every penny, every euro we earn is going to go to help us with our missions projects here. So it is a missions-focused purpose for you to connect with someone new. So if you have two euro, tell somebody, hey, let me go buy you coffee in the coffee bar. Um, if you need someone, then say, hey, you want to go have coffee with me and get over there? And I've already paid for it. So, okay. So I want you to know that that is happening. It's going to be amazing. I also want you to know that we have classes. So immediately after this service at 11.05, the class is right there as well. And if you're new or you're engaging, you're serving, we want you to be a part of those classes because it helps us to know each other. It helps us to grow. The class right now is on serving and leading. And how many of you know you have to serve and lead in the public workplace? Huh? You have to be a person of influence. So it's great 
great Bible knowledge that will help you in your life. I want you to do it. It's also available online. If you know someone who doesn't make it at 11 and they want to participate, they can see prints for that. I also want you to know Wednesday, say Wednesday. Say it again, Wednesday. Wednesday is Life Groups and Power Packed Prayer Meeting at 7 o'clock. We also have a little apertivo at 6.30, and um, so you can come from work. But how many of you need prayer in your life? Raise your hand. Everybody better raise their hand. You, I mean, if you don't need prayer, then come see me because you must have found the miracle. We all need prayer, right? And sometimes somebody else needs your prayers for them. I know it's an effort, but we saw the hand of God and the Spirit of God move mightily during the week of prayer and fasting. I saw many of you joining online and on campus during that week of prayer. So I know you can make it. I know you can do it. But you have to decide it's important in the middle of the week to come. And remember this. You don't just come for you. As I have received so many testimonies in these last couple weeks, I know that when we pray, we're touching heaven on behalf of someone else, and we're getting the testimonies that miracles are happening. So we praise God for that. Say praise God. I also want you to see something because today you have an opportunity to join a ministry, children's ministry. You have an opportunity to stay with Joel and Pastor Chris and Kim after second service. Lunch will be provided. So even if you came now, go have a snack or something and then come back or just get a double for your blessing today. Okay, Um, Joel, stand up. Thank you for translating and multitasking. If you translate, you need to see Joel. (laughs) Yes. Um, Amen. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I'm counting on it. Huh? I'm counting on it. I'm counting on God to reveal his love to you, his purpose, his word, his plan. So today I want to say to you, he's coming again. He's coming again. He, he came the first time, so you can know that he is coming again. He does what he said he will do. He promised something, and he is coming again, so you can trust his timing. I ask you today, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to stand before Jesus? Are you ready? Are you ready, online family, to, to give an account for every minute that you have lived your life? Think about it. Are you ready? And so the Lord has so many promises in his word. And today I want you to look at Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 6. Because I did anticipate that you might say, no, I'm not ready. I got stuff going on, Pastor Jen. No, I, I need to get my stuff together. No, I have too many burdens. No, I'm not ready yet. Well, here's what God says. He heard you. And he has a word for you. It says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. I know you don't like that. I don't like rejoicing over a trial. Can somebody say, I'll be glad? I'm so glad, right? I Remember I said, oh no. Uh-uh. Not oh no. Oh Lord, you have made me glad. We have to remember when we run into problems and trials. Why? For we know that they help us develop endurance. 
Endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, utterly helpless. I don't know if you ever felt like completely helpless. I can't do anything about this situation. It's beyond my control. Christ came late. Christ came last year. Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Yes, Winna. Somebody give God praise for that promise. He came at just the right time. So here is what I want you to do when you're going to count on the timing of God to come through for you. When you're in that moment of feeling helpless, I want you to trust his promises. If I trust his promises, my countenance will change. If I trust in my failures, my countenance is low. If I trust in the justness of other people, my countenance can shift at a given moment. But if I trust in the promise of God, my countenance brings someone else to the fact that, well, you look like that and you're in the middle of this. I want what you got, <laughs> right? I want what you have. I need that dose of faith. I need that dose of hope. Now, do we do it in our own strength? No, we seek his power. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We do water baptism here. And I want you to know that it's, if you get saved and you confess Jesus as Lord and you live for him, you turn away from sin. The Bible says you can be in heaven with Jesus when it's your turn to go, right? But it also says there's no darkness. There's no sin in heaven. In fact, you know, an angel got kicked out of heaven for having an attitude. <laughs> okay? So we have to seek God's power. And when we do that, we're saying to the Holy Spirit, hear me. It's very detailed, this aspect of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We might say, okay, I believe the Bible. That's good. I can read it. I can touch it. I can see it with my eyes. I trust God's power because sometimes it makes my heart feel good. Sometimes I feel strong. But pray in another language. Be filled. Be fully immersed with the Holy Spirit. If it's in the Bible, don't you think it's good for us? If it's in the Bible that he did one thing, don't you think he's going to do the other thing? If it's in the Bible that cloven tongues like as a fire came and rested on them as they were all together in one accord and something changed the early church because the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them. This verse I read to you this morning in Romans says, we know how much he loves us because he gave us the Holy Spirit. But why do we as Christians say, I don't want your power, God. I just want my power my way. I'll trust your promise, but I want my power. And I'm asking you today to seek his power. It will transform the way you navigate every detail of your life because then you will obey his pathway. Say obey. 
Mm, I know we don't like that word either. Sometimes it's so strong. It means somebody's in charge of me. Yes, God is in control. All of this, trusting his promise, trusting, counting on his power, obeying his pathway is about the fact that I am surrendering, yielding my life, my attitude, my decisions to the power and purposes of the Holy Spirit. Why should we trust God's timing? I'm telling you, his promises are true. His promises are true. When we, he said, you're going to walk through the wilderness. There's going to be stuff that happens, but I'll be with you. I'll make a way in the wilderness. He said, you might have to go in the fiery furnace. You might have to endure some things from King Nebuchadnezzar, if you know the story. But he said, I'll go in there with you. And you'll come out of that situation not even smelling like smoke. There won't even. He said, if you remember a few weeks ago, months ago, maybe I told you how he said, I will erase the memory of the Amalekites. In other words, he was saying, I will erase the memory of defeat. It won't even be on you. His promises are true. It says in Isaiah 43, 19, Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will make even a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. He can do it. Say, he can do it. I want you to count on it. He can do it. I want you to believe it. You're sitting here because he did it. Maybe you thought, boy, I want to get to Rome. It took me a long time to finally get here. Now I'm here. He did it. And then we get here and we're like, what am I doing here? And, oh, it's hard here. And, uh, and he, he makes ways in the wilderness. He brought you into this family of faith so that you could serve. The serving, those joys. Did you see there was learning? There was correction, so we do things properly in the back, in the tech, and online, and up here. There was guidance because we grow when we come together. We grow when we come together. I want you to be steadfast in your trust of his word. I want you to be strong in your pursuit of the Holy Spirit because he will fill you with his power to do the day. I want you to remember what I said last week and a couple weeks ago. God is bigger than your clock. So when you're worrying about his timing, don't think that your clock has determined God's power. He's bigger than your clock. He's not stopped by our failure to believe. I mean, do you think because you say, I don't believe, then God suddenly sits in heaven and goes, well, then give me Jesus back. I'm taking him off the cross. I'm, I'm rewinding all that stuff I did. No. He's not stopped by your failure to doubt or believe or do the right thing. He's still God. He's still sovereign. Hear me. Can you imagine? He's the God of miracles. He's the God of redemption. He's the God of restoration. Come on, somebody. He's not stopped because somebody doubted him. Amen. He's coming again. I want you to trust his timing. I want you to be ready. I don't want it to just be that you barely get into heaven. I want it to be that I can be able to say to one and one and one and one, I'm going and you're going with me and you're going with me. And I don't want you to miss out on this emo immaculate, wonderful thing that God wants to do. He's coming. If you believe he came, you better believe he's coming again. And you better be ready. I want to encourage you not to doubt God's timetable. Why do we trust it? Because his promises are true. 
You're sitting here because his promises are true. You're surrounded by other people of faith that when you doubt, you can say, pray with me. I need prayer. It's a lie of the enemy that you can't say, I need prayer. It's a lie of the enemy that your life has to be perfect before you get prayer. Why would you need prayer? Right? So we come together. And here's what I want you to know. Don't let go of the fear that it won't happen. Did God promise you a God dream? Did God promise you a God dream? Are you on the path towards that dream? Then let go of the fear that it won't happen. Embrace the moment where you are right now. Embrace the learning where you are right now. Embrace the process where if the children of Israel had not gone through the Red Sea experience, we wouldn't have that story to give us great faith that God can part the waters and he can cause the waters to cover the enemy, right? So let go of the fear. And as I said to you last week, fear leads to doubt. In case you didn't get that picture, you can take it today. Doubt leads to denial. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've counseled people. Denial leads to a disconnect from God. And a disconnect leads to destruction. It leads to disobedience of God's best plans for your life. Hear me. We think I'm just afraid. I'm a good Christian. I love God. You said it's okay if I have unbelief. I doubt. It's okay to acknowledge it. It's not okay to say I'm going to own it for the rest of my life. I mean, you know, am I going to, if I'm a shepherd, my daughter just had two new baby sheep. I'll try to get you a picture next week. If I'm a shepherd and those baby sheep keep going in the place where they're going to die or get hurt, as the shepherd, I'm going to take those baby sheep, like my daughter did in the picture. I'm going to bring them over here into the barn. I'm going to put them in this little safe space with the other mama sheeps, and I'm going to close the gates so that no harm can come to them until they get strong enough. That's what discipleship class is for. That's what Wednesday night prayer is for. So you'll get strong enough. And so as a shepherd, I'm saying to you, I want to make sure that when I, get, when I get to go to heaven, I don't want anybody to say, Pastor Jen just always loved me. She always had, had a smile for me. I want you also to say, she told me to be ready. She showed me how to get ready. She pointed me to scripture. She pointed me to the power of the Holy Spirit. What you do with it is between you and God. But I'm telling you, his word is true. His promises are true. Somebody say amen. And so what I want you to know is that you have to keep running to the finish line. No quitting. No quitting. Say no quitting. Type it in the chat. No quitting. Don't shrink back. Don't quit. Don't give up. Pursue God's best for your life. And know that he has put you in this city for such a time as this. He has put you in this family of faith so that you can grow strong, share strength in what your testimony does. That's what I love about Wednesday night. Judith is on the camera. She can't turn the camera around, but Judith had some powerful words for us on Wednesday night. You don't want to miss this Wednesday night. There's no, God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, right? So I shouldn't have fear on my life. The only fear I should have, Judith, I give you credit, is the fear of God, the respect of God. I don't have fear of everything else. I need to let go of that. Amen? Somebody say amen. Because Ecclesiastes tells us God is a God of timing. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, there is an appointed time for everything. 
Now, we don't like that because we don't like it when people die, when they get sick, when we get fired, when we fail an exam. But there is an appointed time for everything. Every event under heaven is orchestrated with your best interest. Hear me. Your best interest in mind. See, if you think that God is only good when everything's good, you don't know God. You don't know his love for you. Think about those baby sheep. Sometimes they got to get whacked on the nose when they keep pushing that gate open to say, get over here. You're not ready to go out there in that big pasture yet. Not because they don't love the baby sheep. They love the baby sheep. My granddaughters love the baby sheep. My grandson loves working on the farm more than doing his high school homework. But he has to do what's right, right? He has to do his homework. He doesn't like that. Is it because his mama and daddy don't love him or they're not good that they say you have to do your homework? No, it's because they want him to have all the tools in his toolbox because there will be moments when he needs to know perseverance. You might not need to know X squared, Y minus whatever all that gibberish is. (laughs) Huh? You might not need to know all that later. But you will learn perseverance when you stay in that class and you pass. And for some of you who make straight A's in that category, I just honor you. I think that's so amazing. But here's what I want you to know. He has given you the power to get through every season. He's not saying, I'm leaving you here in this place, and I'm not giving you what you need to survive or thrive. Say thrive. I want you to get that mindset of like, I'm barely making it. I want you to leave it at the altar today. I want you to say to the Lord, in myself, yes, I can't. But in you, I can do all things. Who has, he has given me strength. You know, I, I want to say something, and I'm just going to scroll through here for a minute, Delset. John 1, 14 says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. We know Jesus came. We know Paul came because they have a prison here that says the Mamertine prison of Peter and Paul. Paul was somebody in the Bible. All the Bible is true. Somebody say amen. Amen. All the Bible is true. He came. I want you to remember that. He came a second time as the resurrected Savior, now fully God and man. And isn't it interesting that when he appeared to the disciples, his timing and his command was very powerful. He said, peace, Holy Spirit, power, faith, and believing. John chapter 20, verse 19 through 22 says this. On the evening of that first day of the week. You know, I like to give you scripture because I don't want you to think it's just my opinion. I want you to know how to go to the Word. This is in the New Testament. There's four Gospels that start the New Testament. John is the fourth one. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came, so your locked door didn't keep him out, and said to them, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, now I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said what? Mm. 
Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesse, I want y'all to come. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive his power. He's worthy. He wants to fall on us. Natalie, your team, I want you to come. Because I want you to know something. I want you to know Psalm 92 says, The righteous flourish like a palm tree. You'll grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. I don't want you to come to church so I have something to do on Sundays. I'll be here even if it's just me. I'm praise God that it's all of us. There's children over there. There's parents that are learning that we care about their children. There's children that are now in other countries and their parents send me pictures saying my daughter witnessed at school. My daughter took her fire Bible and shared it with someone else. You will flourish in the courts of our God. I know you're probably like, I'm here, Pastor Jen. What are you preaching this to me for? Because you see that chair beside you that's empty? You know somebody. Are you inviting them? Are you saying, I can't talk about it. Faith is private. That's not true. Faith is personal. I have to walk it out in public. I can't keep my faith to myself. If I do, I'm not doing what God said. Hear me. My faith should not be private. People around you should know that you have faith. I'm not saying you're going to preach a sermon to them. But if they're stressed out, you could say, hey, sometimes I pray when I feel like that. Would you like me to pray for you? And if they say yes, you might say, depending on the time and the place, would you like to pray right now? Pray. Pray. It's a simple thing, but God is a manufacturer of miracles. He's counting on you to carry the miracle message to someone who needs it. Why? Because they flourish in the courts of our God. In John chapter 21, see, Jesus said to them, okay, I, I want you to follow this. He came, came as a baby. He came on the cross. He came back. Say, he came back. He said to them, bring some of the fish you have caught. So Simon climbed into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish. How many? How many? 153. Did you ever see that it says 153? I looked in every version. It says 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. You come into this house. He says, I know you got 153 pennies in your pocket. I know you have 153 euros that needs to go a thousand euro advancement. Hear me. He cares about the details. I know you have 153 prayer requests. I know you have... Some of you might have five friends. Some of you might have 5,000 friends on social media. He cares about the details. Jesus came and he took the bread and he gave it to them. And he did the same with the fish. And this was the third time, say third time. Third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. I want you to understand he cares about the details. When you read the word, you see the details. 
You may be skimming over that and saying, okay, he's telling me to be a fisher of men. And then you read like I did, 153. Who counts a big pile of fish in a fishing boat? I've been there. I see them. They just spill it out on the pier and they cut their heads off and do what they got to do and they take it to market. They count it enough that they wrote it in the scripture. The Holy Spirit inspired holy men to mark this down because God was saying to you and me, I care about every fish. I care about every concern. I care about the details. He's coming again. He's coming again. He didn't say to them, you know, I don't care if you know me. He, he didn't say, just stay comfortable. Read that scripture again when you have a chance. He didn't say, just keep doing what you're doing. Stay on the pier and handle your co-workers. He didn't say that. He actually said, follow me. Don't stay there. Be there, do something, and then follow me. I'm going to say it again. Be there, do something, but follow Jesus. He said, come have breakfast with me. He comes when he promises. He's coming again. I just heard this beautiful song, and I have to give you the lyrics from... I think it's called another one, but it says, if he told the sun to rise and it did, he'll do it again. Say, he'll do it again. I want you to get this in your spirit. If Jesus said he's coming, he'll do it again and he will come, right? He put the sun and the stars in place. He can do it again. He told the storm to be still and it did and he will do it again. He told the sea where to part and it did and he will do it again. He told the walls where to fall and they did and he will do it again. He told the chains when to break on Paul in the prison and they did and he can do it again. He can break the chains in your life, the things that are keeping you in bondage and fear and discouragement. Come on, somebody. He told the bones to come alive and they did and he'll do it again. He told the stone to roll away and it did and he'll do it again. He told the grave to let him go and it did and he'll do it again. I want you to know Acts chapter 1 verse 9 says, he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power. Say power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And look, keep reading. In verse 9, it says, After this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. And they were looking intently up to the sky, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them and said to them, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who you've seen taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. What does it mean when I follow the Lord? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? It means I'm consistent. It means I come and stand even if I don't know why I'm standing here. It means I come and smile and nod my head even if I'm not sure what's happening. It means I join in even if I'm brand new or I've been here a long time. What does consistency mean? It means God is looking for those of us who will be steadfast. Say steadfast. Steady. Steady in a world of change. 
It's easy to say, oh, I need to change, I need to change, I need to change. It's hard to stay put. It's hard to stay steadfast. But I believe God is saying to you, I've called you for such a time as this. Now, I know that we are in a place where people change jobs. You graduate from university. You move to the next location. I understand that. But your heart, you know, Naresh is somebody who worked in the sound. He's a NASA rocket scientist. He had to go because he got a job in Texas. The very first Sunday with no car, well, I don't know if it took him two to four miles to walk to wherever he was going. No public transportation in Texas, Araceli. <laughs> it's big in Texas. He sends me a picture. He's working in the sound booth. He's giving back to God. He's found a family of faith. He's committing to them. Amen. Why am I telling you that? Because steadfastness says, I will flourish in the courts of God. I will commit to follow God, to serve God, and I will not shrink back. And when I am with the people of God, I am making ready. I want you to stand with me all over this room. I'm making myself ready. Titus 2.13 in the King James Version says, we are looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. This morning, I am passionate. I am determined. I am compelled by the Holy Spirit to say to you, I can't make you walk in victory, but I can give you the tools in the spiritual toolbox if you will use them. What good is it? What good is it to have faith and not do any actions that operate the faith? Faith says, I can do it when I don't see the miracle. Faith says, I can do it when it means obedience before result. Faith says, I can do it when God is asking me to have, a, have an integral heart, a person of integrity, because He's been integrity in His promises to me. Amen? That's what faith is. So today, I want you to say to the Holy Spirit, fall like rain God he's coming again I want you to trust this timing I want you to believe it and I want you to believe that he loves you so much that he said I'm gonna leave the Holy Spirit so while you're here until you get to go with me I've given you something it's gonna give you power it's gonna give you comfort it's gonna give you truth the power of the Holy Spirit it's a part of the Trinity I want you to lift your hands. I want you to sing, fall like rain. And I want you to say to the Lord, fall like rain on me right now. We're going to pray. I'm going to invite you to pray with me. But I want you to say to the Lord, if you're online, I want you to say to the Lord, wherever you are, fall like rain. Not, not sprinkles, not just a little rain here and there, but fall like rain. Saturate me, Lord God. Saturate me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice. Say, saturate me. Tell God in your language, God, I need your Holy Spirit. I need your power at work in my life. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, for everyone who has doubted, for everyone who is dealing with fear and anxiety, for everyone who is dealing with disappointment, may they know that you have paved the pathway. You parted the waters. You, you were in the fire with them. You did it before. You will do it again. You are the miracle worker. God, we believe. We believe. I want you.
you to tell God, I believe. I believe even when I don't see it. I believe even when I don't feel it. Wow. The Lord is faithful to his children. As you have listened to the message today, I pray that you hear the Lord saying, I know you, I've called you by name, and I'm working on your behalf. I invite you right now to say this prayer with me, to make Jesus Lord over all. Maybe there's something in your life today that has caused you turmoil, that has put questions or doubts in your mind. You know, the Bible says he's as close as the mention of his name. In this season, we celebrate Jesus, the name that's above every other name. So pray this prayer with me right now and ask Jesus to help you. He's with you. You are not alone. I want to say it again. You are not alone. So Father, we thank you right now. I'm going to pray this prayer and you're going to pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, to take over every concern I have. Forgive me for those moments when I have doubted or don't trust. Be the Lord over all. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I say yes to you. I'm all yours from this moment forward. By the power of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for hearing this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want to encourage you, if you have said this prayer, send me an email, write us, join us on campus when you get to Rome, because I know that God has something for you, and I know that you need to know you're not going to do life alone. I also feel very impressed today as I pray for you for the needs in your life. I know that during the, the winter months, there's lots of different emotions that come about. And I want you to know today the Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. He said his name is Emmanuel, God with us. And so today, I want to pray for your miracle. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would heal the broken heart, that you would restore the wounded mind, that you would be Jehovah Jireh for the one who has needs financially. God, you have shown us this year that we are the living proof that God is at work in us and through us. So right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, across the airwaves, wherever you're watching from, I am praying right now for your miracle in motion. I want you to say, I believe. I believe that God is with you. I believe that God is for you. And I believe that he has brought you to this family of faith, not only online, but wherever you are, that you would know. I have people who write me and I'm praying right now that you'll be one of those ones who said, I found new hope, new life, new purpose as I join together in prayer with Pastor Jen and all of those at ICF Rome. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your online giving. I thank you that you are sowing seeds. You are sowing gratefulness to God for all that he's done and doing. This has been an amazing year of living proof. And today, as we think about, we're getting ready to go into a new year before we know it. I want you to know God is with you. 
God is for you. You're not alone. Your miracle is in motion. I love you. We love you. And most importantly, Jesus loves you. So go out there, walk for him, shine for him, and believe that he's got a miracle for you.